Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Whiskey Sour Libations and Conversations. I'm your host, Dominique Lovings. This week's episode is not sponsored by Jameson. (laughs) And I'm going to keep saying that every week, who the episode is not sponsored by until I get a whiskey sponsor that is happening, that is going to happen, speaking into fruition. Um, If you're watching or listening, you know, that voice that you heard is the biggest pain in my ass. <laughs> DJ AI, aka Alan I, how are you? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was a long time coming for sure. For sure. I had to let the, the bullshit, the baggage, the harassment build up to get to this point. Yeah, everybody mad at me right now. Why is everybody uh, mad at you? I, I'm, I'm talking. I'm, you know, I'm blasting women's confusion. So, you know, I'm, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like mixed messages and y'all being confused. And I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't uh, like it. Uh, 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 who's confusing you? Because you shouldn't be confused by no woman. Because you have one woman. You're one woman, man. Yep, like uh, Dave Hollister. I was going to say Dave Chappelle on y'all. <laughs> I'm like Dave Hollister. <laughs> um. You know, I, I put up I put up a picture. I was like, you know, me after bashing uh, women all day. And then I had a picture of, like a dude land with his girl, like all hooked up. That's me. That's my life. That's my life. Why are you the biggest troll? Al- y'all, <laughs> Alan is a troll. And I'm just like, oh, like somebody like come and get him. Like, I th- I think I actually follow your, your girlfriend. And she was saying, Alan, you need to stop embarrassing me. Like you, you here. I'm like, I just, I don't understand. Like, I want to put up a post, and he will say, "This is the post." I'm gonna give y'all the prime example. He said, "Tonight escalated way too quickly." So my nosy ass, I'm like, "Well, nigga, what happened?" He called me nosy, and responded with the 1738, and I said, "Well, you posted it on IG. It's now our business." Alan proceeds to tell me that I am wrong. I want to know how am I wrong when you put it on social media for the world to see. It is my business. I am a firm believer and advocate of that. That's just like if somebody dies. I want to know how that person died. Y'all saying the streets got, well, what happened? What did the streets do? I want to know. I am that person. So if you're going to tell it, tell all of it. I want to know. Proceed. I think think that... um social media culture has given a sense of entitlement to everyone, right? Because news and things happen so fast and it's so easy to find out stuff. You got mm-hmm. bloggers that can tell you everything. You got celebrities that, and, and love and hip hop. And I'm not just talking about like the love and hip hop culture, but like you see into everybody's yeah. life, right? Everybody got yeah. cameras. So you like, oh man, Faith was cheating on Stevie J and she had niggas in the crib and da-da. And it's like, bro, how you know you weren't there? Like you don't know anything. You know <laughs> what the bloggers are telling you, what TMZ is telling you, whoever, whatever the source is, right? But I think that um also like we're not like I, I just say us, me and you, right? Like we we're yeah. not like megastars, superstars, none of that. And and with that, I think there still comes a sense of privacy. And I can even like I always say like to the fullest, like J and B do that shit the best. You don't yes. know nothing about anything they got going on, but you know everything, quote unquote, about them, right? 
And right. I think that when people say, oh, well, what happened? Like, I'm like 17, 38. I think if I can remember that night, I think like me and a couple of homies went out just like on some chill stuff, started drinking 17, 38. And like the night just kind of went crazy. Like I got back to the crib. My girl was like, what the hell did y'all do? I saw your post. I'm like, bro, we like 17, 38. She's like, what do that mean? Like 17, 38, bro. Like that's what we did. Like I'm here. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what you mean? So I just think that there's a, a, a sense of entitlement that came with it. Like people just think that they, they should know. Right. Like, and, and like, even for like when people die and stuff, I think that it's like not rude, but people are not always in the best space to answer that question in the moment. Like what well, happened? How about, okay. So since we are here, we live, mm-hmm. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, because as we're both building platforms and spaces. And so we do allow people to see in certain aspects of our life, but then we have a boundary where it's just like, that's off limits. I'm not going to talk about this, but it's also part of it too, being an entertainer. It part of it is entertainment. So yes, people do feel entitled to certain things, but if there's something that I don't want anybody to know or to question me about, I am not going to post it. And I think we live in this big age of sensationalism where I want to be able to get this off as quick as possible. Cause I, I, it's like TMZ. Everybody wants to be TMZ. I want to break the news and not, and, and not really think about the, the, the consequences and the repercussions of things like that. So if I feel like if you have put on Facebook, it's as fucked up as it is on my age, Spill the beans. Like you, you here, you thought it was you in a space that was at least stable enough to post that, to post that information. So that, that's all I'm saying. Because otherwise, for me, like when the situation when my, my homeboy recently passed, mm-hmm. everybody was like, you know, posting about I couldn't even even bring my my fingers even type or say anything because I was just so broke down over that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between, like I said, so everybody is like, I want to be the first person. When my, I have a, another comedian that I kn- knew worked on something in St. Louis and my friend posted something about, I didn't, I didn't put under his comment, Hey, so, you know, Nick died. I said, Hey, call me. I, I need to talk to you about something. Mm-hmm. And I told him in, in private, and, and maybe that's just me, like trying to cultivate a space where it's just like, I need to be able to have some sort of sanity outside of, you know, like Instagram and, you know, Twitter, Facebook. But I, I really, th- a lot of people do that because they love the attention. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, <clears throat> Pardon me. I mean, as, and the crazy thing for me is like, even as much as I do post, right? Um, y'all gotta forgive me. I'm I'm getting over a cold. <clears throat> Pardon me. Did you, do you have the vid? Nah, I took two tests. Both of them joints was negative. I took like the the basic one and the one they go all the way up. So okay, okay. Yeah, nah, I was right. they, my doc said it's like a super cold strain or strand. What's the word? Is it strain? It'd be whooping my ass. I ain't gonna laugh. Strain. strain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a strain. Nigga, go get some water. <laughs> I got some water. I got water okay. right here, right here. I gotta keep water on deck. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> no, but like even as much, and I touched on this on, on commentary a little bit, right? For those of you that don't know, I'm one third of the commentary crew. Um, 
So like yeah, he was talking shit about me one day on the episode, by the way. <laughs> I, I'm gonna send it to you. I'll reload it. I'm gonna tell him to reload it. Um oh no, so I think that like right, like 2017 to like even up to now, like has just been like a difficult time for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um my, I would have never my, known the trolls, the, the harassment. You never would have known, right? Because never would have known. I, I don't I don't tell I don't tell people like as much as like people think like me putting up a 1738 post is nothing like I lost my grandfather who pretty much is the man that raised me on December 13th of last or no of 2019. I lost him December 13th. Sorry, um, he got that. diagnosed with cancer in October of 19 and he died literally the 13th of December. Um so pretty much the man raised and my dad's my dad's around. My dad's always been in my life. Um but okay. my grandfather pretty much raised me. And um my grandmother had gotten sick prior okay. year prior to that. So me, my mother, and my sister were pretty much watching. And, and taking care of my grandmother and my grandfather through that time. Um, my grandparents experienced a really bad house fire. Their house got gutted in February of 2017. So then they were, like, living, like, between our house yes. and my house, my mom's house, like, and kind of, you know, it was just crazy. So my grandfather gets diagnosed that October, dies December um, of 19. So this is, like, they were without their home for, like, 14 or 15 months, right? So, um then my grandmother was too ill to be by herself. So she mm-hmm. moved in with mom. I'm supporting mom. I had two businesses at the time. So I'm trying to operate and run two businesses and back up my mom. I got the podcast. Um, at my day job, I had ran into a really bad racial situation. So I was dealing with that for a year, like trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I'm trying to get other stuff off the ground. I got a relationship. And then I got some other stuff going on that I told you about. But I, I'll bring that right. out another time for everybody else. <laughs> so it was like people think they know. And like I just exposed all of that here today. Right. So a moment in history. But I don't really post. I don't I don't need nobody. No people. Are like, oh, you just want attention. Like, bro, if I wanted attention, I'd get on this mug and cry huh, and yeah. have puffy eyes and everything else. Right. Because. Like losing my grandfather, and then my grandmother died this year in March. On oh the 17th, my god, I'm which so is sorry. Three days after her birthday. Um, so just like taking it back to back to back. And by yeah. day, I work in sales, sales is stressful as hell as mm-hmm. it is. So it's like anybody didn't know, right? And I'm not the dude that's out here playing the victim, but I do have my moments where I'm in the valley and it's dark, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but you're not gonna know, like I'm still gonna troll. It's like I disappeared, like I disappeared a couple weeks ago. And somebody like put a post up like, where is Alan I? And that's like literally that day I came back. That's when I started posting about, you know, bashing women and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, you don't wake up to sleeping dragon. Cause I was just kind of going through it, right? I had gotten right. sick and cold, like just dealing with life stuff. So I was like, man, whatever. I'm finna just cool out, like disconnect, you know, like cause I hate it when people be like, oh, I can't disconnect from social media. I need it for networking and da da da. You do not. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut if y'all should not monetize. And, <laughs> right. and, and here's the thing. It's like, now I, I will, there'll be moments where I probably won't post on my personal page, but mm-hmm. the, for the for the most part, because I'm trying to drive people to the podcast, like I'll post there and post a, like whatever it, it'll be. Like, like I said, your post, I'm like, I'm still in this. I'm asking permission, but this, so just things to engage with people. So I'll I'll do that, but it's sometimes like you just you really do have to disconnect and think about like we're we're confident people and think about how like somebody that don't have that high self like how they rely on it so much or 
how social media has like affected them and taken them to like a, a super dark space. And it's, it's just like, like I said, like if you monetize by all means, great. But you should also, if you're monetized, I would hope that you have an assistant or somebody that can maybe do a post for you where you off the grid a little bit. Cause we all need that. Like, especially like you said, like these past couple of this COVID shit, even prior, like COVID is happening and like norm, like life is still happening within this pandemic. Insane. And so it is, it has been, t- when I tell you every day I go into work, I said, man, okay, today don't be Dorothy, which is my granny. I was like, don't be cussing motherfuckers out. At the, and today it was just like, okay, how can I be rude, but not like rude. And Mm-hmm. I and it was something really simple. I was like, "Hey, did you attach me?" I was like, "Do I have a new another email box that comes to my like my inbox?" Because I have to like manage like three in my department. And the girl was like, "Oh yeah, that's right for not you know whatever the system is." And we're all I didn't I didn't know until we you know I started getting these emails. I'm like, "Well, you on the project?" Mm-hmm. I said, "So you didn't know that this existed?" I said, "Well, thank you for the heads up." And she's like, I'm just so sorry. I didn't know. I was like, no, thank you. Like, you know, but I also, they hadn't responded to like several requests that I had put in. And I'm just trying to, it's a question. Do you need me to do this or no? Because Mm -hmm. my boss is in my ass. I just need to know. So tomorrow, like I left this morning, I left this evening and I wrote that message. I said, hey, so can we find a time to meet tomorrow or better yet? I said, here's the question. Do you need me to rerun this script tomorrow for these days? Because our fulfillment center, like they can't, they can't pull this shit up. Just let me know. Cause I will come in the morning and that's the first thing. Just respond here. Let me know. Yes or no. That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I get but it'd be it. shit. And I just feel like y'all, and y'all, y'all are doing too much. Y'all are overwhelming in a very underwhelming way. And so that's why I'm like, I had to start shifting focus yeah. and putting energy in spaces where it's important. Like for me, I want to be able to monetize my podcast. I want to be able to get ads, my candle business. I want to be able to have this, you know, multi-million dollar company. So I'm mm-hmm. going to focus on the things that make me happy in the midst of all this bullshit. Cause mm-hmm. I can control how I respond to it. Yeah. So I think, I think that was like, so I, I had a lot of takeaways over the pandemic, but I think that um, just in business and operations and, and whatnot was like some of my biggest, right? Like um, I legitimately don't know how for, I started, I was, a, I started being self-employed in 2016. Mm-hmm. I legitimately don't know how I did it and was successful at it. Like I'm, I'm to my real talk because I'm a fucking mess now. Right. Like I just learned over the pandemic like time management and processes, procedures, automation, like the fact that you're going to need help. Like I just learned all this stuff over the pandemic. And in my insurance agency that I had was very successful. My financial services agency was very successful. And I was just literally out here. But the pandemic stopped the flow of the way I did business because I'm a mm-hmm. talker. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a face-to-face. Like that's how I got all of my business. I didn't use Facebook, none of that. I was in the room like, hey, I know you need some life insurance. I know you need some investments. Like, and I was making it happen. Like, boom, boom, boom. And the pandemic came and that shit just stopped. I'm talking about like stopped. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh shit, like, how do you do this? Right. So 
had to start relying on like the old school methods, getting on the phone, mm -hmm. um, you know, email, like just, and I'm still learning today. Like I tell people now, like if you can't manage your time, you can't manage shit, like yeah. nothing. And I'm not the best at it. I ain't gonna front. My girl, she gonna probably run in here in any minute. Like he ain't lying, y'all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the key, and that was like my biggest takeaway, right? So if you can't like get those micro things done, you definitely not gonna do it on a macro level. Like it's just I feel you. I said all that to say I feel you. Like I do. You know, I I would say that I time management isn't my issue. It's procrastinating a lot of times outside of work. And so then I'm like, oh, I have to do this. It's like like this this weird fear thing comes over. And then it's like, okay, well, once I did, I was like, okay, actually, this wasn't that difficult or hard. Mm -hmm. And but even in the workspace, like it's just been able to like multitask. And I think a lot of things too, with time management, you have to be able to multitask. And if you can't do that, you will also be very shitty on a mm -hmm. macro level because you might have 20, you know, 20, 30 emails coming in at one time, but you have this happening. So you're like bouncing back and forth. And, and my job requires a lot of that. And yeah. even today, like time had gotten away from me and I was like, Oh fuck. Like I gotta, cause this, this script is going to run at this time. So I have to go back in let me stop it from happening. And then let me, let me fix this and do this and then let it rerun. So it, it, you are definitely, you are absolutely correct. But I think a lot of it too is just that a lot of us are learning to reassess and readjust during this entire time. Mm -hmm. And like for me, like you said, I, I know sales. And, and part of my business, like when I was working in retail, like actually in store, we was emailing and calling. So when business was slow for me for candles, I was like, hey. I was sending text messages and calling people and or send, you know, if I have your email, I'm going to drop a newsletter. Mm -hmm. And that's how I would, that's how I was getting business. And my friend, I was, she, her business was so I said, Hey, old school way, but it worked. I got, I hit the numbers that I needed to hit. This might, this might work for you. And she's like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, okay, I'm just telling you. Yeah. You can't rely on the 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 algorithm to make sure your shit pops up on somebody's feed. I'm not relying on this shit because I know it don't. Nigga, I am shadow banned right now. I don't know what I did or what I said, but a, a nigga is shadow banned. I can't go live. Oh, I did. I did see that. You must have pissed off MZ. So, I, I don't know what I did. I, I, listen, I was on live. We were talking about Insecure. Then we were talking about Married at First Sight. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, we couldn't see any comments and I had to go from the podcast page Damn. and yeah. And then I tried to go live that following Sunday after insecure from the podcast page. And I was, Damn. I couldn't go live either. Damn. I know that hurt because I get a lot of, um, like interact, like, you know, like you want people to come to your page and see what you're talking about. Cause everybody could go live, but then like, I know now it's like I got an alert to say that I can start monetizing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, if I can't go live, because then this, if y'all don't see the people that's coming to the live, then I ain't going to be able to get badges either. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's like one of my biggest struggles too. Like, social media wise, it's just using it the right way, right? Like, I use it how I know how to use it just to like stir up waves and, and then get people to like, you know, oh, I'm going to listen to the podcast. I'm going to come here, but like, 
really using it the right way to where right. you know it's it's a tool as opposed to you playing with it as a tool like really just getting that engagement that, that's that's like a big thing for me like i ain't gonna even front you should create an al and i fan page on facebook because if that's where you are because i mean i just learned i thought you was on ig more than what you are but you're, but you're not and if you create you probably could get that monetized super quickly on uh on a facebook page like i know there's some people where the monetization works really well for them for ig but i know a lot of people that make a lot of money off of facebook and you got the audience to do that so i would try to create a page where you just be trolling niggas and posting different things that you see (laughs) and engaging with people i'm trying to get better with posting on my my facebook but it's also so inexpensive to boost a post it's like five dollars yeah so it's like I have a homeboy that like literally has like 1.1 million followers on Facebook and got like a check for 68K one month during the pandemic. So if you are pumping that content and putting, and and that's the thing, it says, I want to be consistent with my content. That's the hard part. That's the hard part because like we both work nine to five jobs and trying, and we, it's so much life happening. But I'm telling I'm committing myself to a year. I'm giving myself like a year, maybe a year and a half to like turn all of this shit around. Yeah. Yeah. The crazy yeah. thing is like Rashad gets on my head all the time because like I got I got the camera. I got the gimbal. I got like all this stuff. I got lighting, like real lighting, not like ring lights that was on the sale black. Friday. I got like lighting, all this stuff. Rashad <laughs> be like, bro, like, why don't you why? like and I'd be like, you know what? Like. I got hella stuff. I got hella content recorded and just put away. Like, I'd be scared to throw it out there. Like, when your birthday? January 4th. Oh, yeah. Capricorn. Makes sense. Scary. Yeah. Yep. Manipulative. I'll be 40, I'll be 40 on the 4th. Yes. I know, right? I'm, I'm going to be, you know what? I'm going to be 35 on February 12th. Can you believe? <laughs> Listen, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll be 35. Y'all, Aquarius. Wow. My baby mama in Aquarius. Woof. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how you did that, or how she did that. <laughs> I, I, listen, or or how she did that. Rather, as an Aquarius dating a Capricorn, every Capricorn, I. I hey, listen, <laughs> listen. My be with Aquarius, cause man, <laughs> I be like, yo. Oh. No, okay. Look, I think y'all are the most calculated niggas on the spectrum on the chart. I think I think Capricorns are very calculated, and then when shit start to hit the fan, y'all try to play aloof. I ain't wish shit like that. Stand in that bullshit that you did, that you said. No accountability, none. My sister, I listen. I don't fuck like every Capricorn nigga that I've dated and talked to has always been some bullshit. And then it's like, oh, you crazy. No, you made me cuss you out. Like, you was doing (laughs) some slick shit. (laughs) Even your ass. I be like, I was like, you made me do this. Listen, I'm like, I would tell, I would, I would text Craig and Jenna. I'm like, niggas, somebody get Alan because I'm gonna whoop his ass. (laughs) (laughs) You should have pulled up. But but it's true. But you know what? I think, I think as 
being a creative, you are a creative. This is something you will understand. And I, and, and being an Aquarius that I moved through, I'm a perfectionist and I want it to be right. And I want to put it out unless it's, you know, right. That's me. But you just have to hit execute. Maybe you have some air in your chart. Um, but we got to work through that. And so you got, if you got all that content and you know, nigga, put that shit out there. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, Alan, I, the troll. <laughs> and just let it ride. Just let it ride. Just let it ride and post all your shit and your out. Cause I'm trying to create, like I said, like more content. Like I want to do like hot takes on shit. And you know, I'm I'm a big fiend for like pop culture and mm. being in the know. Like, like there was an episode that Daryl, Daryl and Blake came on and we was talking That's like, the right one. Yeah, yeah. Nigga. <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun. Cause I'm like, there's somebody else that understands and th- is thinking what I'm thinking, and I'm just putting it out there. It became a, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that um and, and shout out to Daryl. Daryl be on my ass too, man. Pause if I gotta say that here. I hate it. I don't like this shit. I'd be like, bro, let this shit go. But you know, Daryl be on my ass too, man. Cause like he like, bro, you got it. You just gotta go right. Like he hit me today. He was like, bro, you need to send me some shorts. You need to send me some shorts. Cause like my camera is literally right here, right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's sitting on my desk. Um, you see, like I got my turntables and stuff in back. I see. Like, you got a like, whole setup. Yeah. So and then like I got I can pretty much do anything I need to from like my loft upstairs. And oh, that sounds rich. No, nah, not at all. I, I, live <laughs> in the, uh, I live in an area that's uh, changing. Uh, um, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but- the the Anglos or the the, the, the Um, so like crazy, right? So like, um, I live I live South City, and oh, like my my <laughs> whole block, my whole block, like my my neighbor across the street is the VP of a big brewery here. Okay. Um, his next door neighbor is a Boeing engineer. Their next door neighbor is a dentist. Their next door neighbor is a doctor. Like we're the only black family on our street. Our next door neighbors, like the people that live actually next door to us, they're fucking Broadway thespians. Like <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like so I said, but the block north and south of us, it's man, hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. So, hot. but you know what? But okay, South City, and uh, for the people that are listening. Everywhere you go is is block by block for the most part. Yeah, yeah. St. Louis is like that. LA is like that. Um, New York is like that. It's everywhere. Saint, south side has always been like that. I still don't want to drive on the south side when I come to St. Louis. I might. It's a certain street that I'm not going past because I don't. I don't want the the hustle and bustle. I will always get pulled over, taking my homeboy that lives out here like. Home after a party, I'm like, how? I stopped at the red light, and you. And so it's always something that I I just hate the South Side of St. Louis, and I saw like the price gouging that they're doing over there too, and a lot yeah. of them motherfucking blocks is in flood zones. Like I saw a house on what is it? So this be a uh, realty. So, and they have like, that's a big company. Like they do like a lot of auctions and and whatnot. And well, I saw that it was on that side. I was like, oh shit, how much this house going for on the, near Soulard? And they was like 600K. I was like, Soulard? Yep. yep. 
Well, the thing and is, it was like, in the flood zone. With my with my area, like, so COVID slowed it down a lot because Did everything. It? Oh my god! Like, and I, I don't mean pricing. I just mean like the gentrification. Oh, um, it's it did because I feel like niggas was not niggas, but was buying <laughs> was buying up everything so fast. Well, they are so like if you go like east of me, no west of me, um, like it's it's dumpsters on every street because they're gutting out all these cribs, and these are hundred year old cribs, you know. Mm. So they're gutting out everything right now. But like my my street in particular, because there wasn't much vacancy over here. Like it was okay. a lot of rentals. My block was kind of the first block to really start gentrifying because one person owned my block and he got old and started to sell it. Mm. So like he, him and his wife owned everything. They went through a divorce and they were like, we got to dump all this stuff. So they started selling. Hence, you know, everybody started moving in, right? So, like, nobody's really been over here for on my block for an extended period of time. Um, but COVID came through, and like, it's a lot of rentals. So, like, you know, it's like a lot of investors and hedge funds and stuff, like, out of New mm-hmm. York and Canada and Japan that own, like, these houses. And you could tell they, you know, like, I'm not dissing anybody. Um, but you can tell that like their rentals are tenants because just from the upkeep and the traffic they have in and that like if you own your crib, you're not gonna have a lot of traffic at your house. It's not gonna mm-hmm. be no, you know, like dudes standing out front. It's just it's not gonna happen in certain areas, yeah. right? So like COVID kind of slowed it down because they were moving really, 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 really fast. Mm-hmm. And then it stopped because they couldn't put nobody out no more. So right. It's just, it slowed down. So, like, if you was here when COVID hit, like, those people are still here, right? And I, I don't got no problem. I hate when people, like, trying down our people. Like, oh, they just, like, I understand. Like, I I, I look at it. Like, we, we were put in these situations. So, I'm not knocking it. But it's just like, bro, you got to trap every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no rest? Are, not right. even on Sunday? <laughs> you got to trap every day, my G. Come on, man. Like, you got niggas in charges doing donuts in the middle of my intersection and all. Like, come on, bro. Y'all wow. got this every day, I man. Just, see, those are things I don't miss about St. Louis. But then it's shit happening out here in L.A. That's just like, like, I, I what I text you about, you know, like, mm-hmm. the, and we were out in a safe space. I live, I live with, amongst the colonizers. You know, like my apartment complex is old. Like my, so our buildings and everything are like much older in LA. There's a lot of that out here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of places. I t- I'm very vocal. I don't have central air. And, <laughs> and that's like a rarity out there, ain't it? It's not a rarity. It's a oh, lot. Okay. Even new places ain't been installing AC, or they'll they'll put a, the the unit in like the like a window unit in or they'll like cut into the wall and put it in that kind of way but a lot of places still like don't have it and if you got it you spend it like 3k in rent and i just don't believe in that like and so even even now like i live on the side of town like apparently it was very heavily gang related like in the 90s or gang affiliated? Did I say that? Yeah, gang mm-hmm. affiliated in the '90s, and now because now it's like a whole bunch of white people, you know, like it's gentrified, and our complex like just got sold like to another management company. These niggas is shitty. 
And um, <laughs> um, but where we were, the other like Highland Park was very, very brown, Latino. Mm-hmm. And they came through the gentrified. Even the bar that we were at, like, was a whole speakeasy set up. And what happened to my friend? You know, like somebody slipping something and somebody drinking. We're like, what the fuck? Like, this is a safe space. So it just that's what I mean. And then like you, the robberies that are happening. Yeah. So like you having to be like, you know, even more alert and paying attention to your surroundings and what's going on. So it's just certain things I just don't miss, like coming home, visiting, being in the hood. Like when I came to St. Louis back in September, when I tell you my black ass, sorry, uh, <laughs> I tell you my black ass was in the county, like hidden. I was in the county hidden. Like I, I just, I didn't, I, I saw the video at club rain. Them niggas like, and that club just opened and that club is already closed. Niggas walking down the street with AK. Like, yeah 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 my uh my cousin had came here from charlotte um i don't remember what month it was but he came from charlotte so like my cousin he's one of them guys he he, he'd be with like the migos and p and and little baby and all them and um my he stayed with our other cousin that lives out in st charles so for y'all not familiar with st louis st charles is like a nice suburb kind of across the water so um they had they was going out in St. Charles. My cousin, he brought jewelry and stuff. So he walking around in chains. Like not this ain't like no play play. This like the real deal stuff. So um they came down Them here. Them is not rhinestones. Yeah. <laughs> so uh they came down here one night. I, I called him. I said, Hey, cuz, leave all your stuff at the crib. Like, don't wear no jewelry down here, no nothing. Oh man, I'll be cool. I said, Bro, no. you a new face. And they went to uh they went to the rain. So that night they was walking out. It was a shootout outside. Mm-hmm. He called me next one. He said, he said, hey, cuz, you know, he was down there last night. I said, I told y'all I don't go there, man. But I was like, what happened? He said, man, they started shooting, bro. He said, I saw why you told me not to wear my jewelry because he wore designer and all that. So he in there mm-hmm. fly. He a new face. Uh, he was like, bro, them cats was eyeing me down. I was like, now think if you would have had your stuff home, bro, and whatever. And like, you saw a little, he was only here, like, he only come to St. Louis like once every two years, three years. Mm-hmm. So he hadn't even seen that, you know, from the last time he was here. He was like, bro, that was different. Like, <laughs> that was real different, bro. Club Rain apparently has like a had a panic room or, or something of the sort where if if something were to go down and like they had talent, they could shut it off, like where wherever their talent was. So that's what I'm saying. Like, those are things that are happening. And it's just, it's just really sad because we know we the potential that is there or the I'm sorry I'm drunk um the wasted potential yeah I'm I'm good I'm good I hit the I hit the mic I'm sorry the wasted potential that is is there in St. Louis because St. Louis is full of talent it's so many creatives but we get stuck in certain boxes which is why I also I'm like I had to get out because there's the very midwestern way of of thinking and if they can't categorize you or put you in a certain place, it's yeah. a problem. And, and, and I, that's just not how I operate. And so. Yeah. Nobody here moves with urgency. I yeah. Mean, kind and, of the thing. And, um, and it sucks because like, I, I remember coming home, speaking to um, some kids at the Y and they were like, how you get out? You know, what'd you do? And I, you know, like, 
told them like I went to college. I didn't necessarily want to go, but I I did because I was kind of my mom's hand was forced, you know, on that. And I got a job and I saved all my money. And I didn't know how I was gonna do it, but I just knew I was gonna do it, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. If I didn't have my shorty, I would have I would have been out. You know, my girl not even from here, my girl from Chicago. So oh. she yeah, if you don't if you don't know, my girl's from Chicago. Um I mean but she moved here. What part of Chicago? Not the South Side, right? Because I mean that's nah, just like St. Louis. Uh, well, she's from South Side, but she's from Hyde Park. So um she's from like a, a decent part. Like her she grew up like a few blocks from Farrakhan, like not in those houses, but okay. in that area. Um not gonna so lie, I like, thought Farrakhan was from Michigan for some reason. I don't know. Well, you know, he has a he has a mansion in Chicago. So okay. his mansion is like four or five blocks from the Obama mansion. Oh, okay. Off of okay. um, what's the name of the street? Uh, East Fifteenth or something. I don't know. Let me not me just don't let me start lying. East Fifty Third. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, they like over in that area. Okay. And okay. That's where she's from. But she, you know, she moved here so I could like be with my son because I I've had plenty of opportunity to move. Like I've I've gotten four four job offers out of town since 2017 and i've declined all of them like and one of them i was gonna seriously take but i wanted to put in the time with my son right and i know for a fact like because i talked to all my guys they're like man you just got to do what you got to do for you but you know i would rather have the time than the money and and that sounds ass backwards but like ain't no, but ain't I, no get it. I get it or raise my son like that's not i get it my I little dude be 13 bro like and I've been there since that boy popped out. Like <laughs> I was in the room when he popped out over his eyes. So wait a second. I, wow. Cause I've yeah. been gone 11 years. So wait, okay. Sidebar. Alan and I took a class together in college. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think, damn, I didn't even know. I honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I thought your son was like seven. <laughs> nah, that dude, he in middle school, he plays soccer, basketball. Damn, I, wow. Yeah, you're going to be 13. Um, Congratulations. You're in high school, all that, like, it's crazy. Um, But, like, I I know for a fact that staying here has hindered me professionally. Like, I know that for certain. Well, now that he's turning 13 and, and is more, you know, cognizant of aware and aware of what's going on and what you have to do or what you need to do do you think that he would be understanding if you did move like if another opportunity presented itself and you moved and him coming to spend a certain amount of time or possibly even going with you yeah you know the feds watching so i'll just say we okay. cross that bridge when we get to it <laughs> okay <laughs> like, right. yeah um, i just didn't know because i mean I, I think about that a lot like a lot of times people do have kids and yeah you know like a lot of times like at some point you know like you would think a son would go off to be with his father if the father is able body and, and well enough and competent enough to raise them and same thing with women with uh you know like daughters yeah. for the most part you know if it's if it's possible yeah, because I think, I, uh, I, think I, I think about like TMI, but like when I had got my cycle, I was in the seventh grade, and my mama was out of the country, and I was at my dad's, and I was like, "Why, why are you not here, <laughs> girl? Get your ass home. <laughs> <laughs> Come on through, get back." <laughs> no, I think that, and and that's the thing, right? Like, I didn't want to miss those milestones, so. 
Like I could have, I could have been gone making far more money. Like I know that. Like I know that I could have yeah. been way further connected. Like you know, and I don't know if you remember. Like I had a travel job, 2017 to 2018. So I was gone like 75, 80 percent of the time. Um. And I remember, like, coming back to St. Louis after every week, I used to be like, oh, I got to go home, like, bro, because mm-hmm. I would be, like, Atlanta, Houston, New York, be more Cleveland, like, and those cities have, like, the same issue, especially when you start going, like, those middle-sized, Midwestern, mm-hmm. not quite East, but not, you know, like, when you start, you realize, like, like Cleveland, Cleveland got a lot of poverty, you know, mm-hmm. like Detroit, Detroit got a lot of poverty, even Indianapolis, like, cause my company, oh, absolutely. Indy, so like I used to be in Indy once a month and like downtown Indy was like crazy, but I think Indy is literally what St. Louis is going to end up being, um, because like, it's just, they pushed everybody out of downtown. Like, I think it's like two black clubs down there now. And like, one of them is like one of those in between, like this night, <laughs> hip hop night type deal. Right. Right. And like the other spot is like small, but it's, it's definitely for us, you know, like, but other than that, like, and it's a lot of, like a lot of poverty down there, but like, it, like all the homeless people are in one area. Like they don't leave, they don't go nowhere. They don't talk to nobody. Like they'll ask you for a couple of dollars and, you know, get gone. Like they hang out. By like the restaurant strip and that's kind of it and they go back to they like you don't even see them after a certain time at night and it'd be like hella police it's crazy like if you end up in the indie like you got to go check it out but i want to check that out that sounds terrible <laughs> it, is, it is well you know i got one of my guys is from there and i was like asking him and he said that like it's it's changed over the past like seven to ten years so you know like that that's a significant amount of time but he was like bro None of this used to look like this. He was like, all this is new and they did this and put this here. And he was like, they redid the mall and like they got like a mall with like a little walk, skywalk over. Like it's like he's like, bro, all this stuff new. Like this one here. Like so Do you do you feel that uh St. Louis kind of needs to be gentrified? Cause I, I the guy I'm seeing, like his family, his daddy's from East Saint, his mom is from East City. And he they hate coming back to St. Louis, like for <laughs> yeah. any, any and everything like his, you know, he's had two cousins, like a girl cousin and a guy cousin get killed earlier this year. I think his cousin got killed on the hill um, oh, in that area. But he always says that he's like, it's almost like St. Louis kind of needs to be gentrified. And he's like, cause it's just so much that's happening to like our people. And I was like, well, no, it's just that we get forced to these certain areas and those areas just still get worse. So it doesn't fix it. We just need, we need to have a conversation with each other about how we are going to make St. Louis better for our, our kids and for us. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on that? Um, So people are going to dog me out for this <laughs> because oh like I'm literally on the fence. Um. I can say that looking at it from a perspective of, you know, having having a child, having a home, um, being in certain spaces, like, I think that, and I'm going to use this term loosely, but I think gentrification is necessary, and I use the term necessary loosely, but I also understand, like, situations, right? And when you look at cities like New Orleans, St. Louis, whatever, I just named a whole bunch, where people are not really been given a fair hand at mm-hmm. all in anything like jobs don't really want to hire you like 
even and this even applies out of town. Like they don't hire people like unless you're in like a big metro. Um, but they don't really hire people from those cities because and I'm talking about black people. I'm keeping 100, but they don't hire black people from those cities because they feel like those people are in and of the city and they have the mentality of the city and they're mm-hmm. only there to drag it down or whatever. So like there was a point in time here where there were tons of black executives that work for these major corporations, for Nestle Purina, for the Cardinals, for the Rams, um, for Boeing, like, and it's becoming slimmer and slimmer for people that were born here to hold those positions because they're bringing people in from out of town. Right. Um, but what do you do when you want to attract new talent and make more revenue? You have to make the city more appealing because yeah. if the companies aren't making money, it ain't no money for nobody, right? Like it is, but we know who those people are, but it's no money for us. And like, how do you curb that, right? Like they, they always screaming at this money out here. And I guess they sent us a little $1,400 or some of us, you know, and that, that showed that it's money, but they just print money every day. And like, I'm not going to jump off into no conspiracy stuff, but like, I'm just simply saying that there's money out here. People are making money every mm-hmm. day, whether they're making it through some type of product or service or they print it off on the, on the press. Right. So I say that to say that, like, I think that that gentrification is, is necessary to to pull and attract talent. Um, but something else that happens is that the the businesses, the, the corporations and the people in them have to change with that as well and if they don't this is what you get right because people are thinking like oh well you know that these people are in and of the city like yeah we'll we'll give you this position we'll give this entry level like here when you know you got people like man i I sit on twitter and facebook and instagram and i'd be like bro this cat sitting out here on million dollar talents that can go edit videos for disney tomorrow if they wanted to you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and like, I don't know, I don't know their personal situation. I don't know if they don't have the foresight or they not trying. Or, I don't know. I, I'm not even, that ain't for me to decide. But like, there are people out there that are skilled that, that can do pretty much anything that they, they want to to do and put their minds to, right? And St. Louis, for for instance, just, I mean, I, I don't feel like the the air, quote unquote, is open. So you know, people are not going to be able to go certain spaces. They're not going to try to get into certain spaces. Um, and then there's just, I mean, the money, like their money. I don't, there's, their money is, is, is rough, right? Like it, it sticks where it's supposed to stick mm-hmm. by design, of course, you know. So I don't want to get too far off into that because I was going to talk forever. But to answer the question. This is why you're here. Think, Libations <laughs> and conversations. This yeah, is what we're doing. Yes and no. I think I think that it's necessary for for that reason. But you know, everything around it just has to evolve as well. And, and yeah. you know, when when it goes up, it has to stay up. You know, yeah. or, or it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you in like a lot of situations uh, because it's not just St. Louis; it's all over. Like you know, they um, just called like one of the guys that broke into the Avant house. You know, the right, the big record exec. And I'm like, nigga, you 29 on probation. What the fuck is wrong with you? And so I just, I think my mind goes to places like that. And I'm just like, okay, so what can we do to help our people 
better themselves? Like what, what is the conversation? What is it, what is it that you feel like you're lacking? Because I mm-hmm. feel like for me, like I was just telling you, you know, I talk about all the time, like, you know, my mom passing away at 32 in her sleep. I'm six months. Janelle is three. You know, we're a product of a village. You know, it wasn't just, oh, our aunt took us, you know, and raised us, you know, but it was also our father, our yeah. aunts, our uncles, our our community. Like, you know, it was a lot of people around that helped shape us and to become the women that we are today. It wasn't necessarily like fully our family, like all of our family, but there were people involved and there were things put into our lives where we were able to be successful. And so it's like, okay, what are the, okay. So, you know, one of the things that we always talk about, like I'm a firm advocate of telling the truth to to people when it comes to like being pregnant and, and, and this kid shit. I'm like, Hey, you such and such age, you got this going on. You got that going on. Do you really want to have a kid? Okay, so my neighbor, they always be slamming the goddamn door. Jumping like a No, nigga, my whole house shook. I thought it was an earthquake. I had a, I had this house. Oh, like, yeah. Kelly time. <laughs> earthquakes, nigga. <laughs> Don't need a duck under the table. Um, But we have those comments, you know. So I think about stuff like that. It's just like, okay, I know what that's like to be raised by like a group of people. My homeboys, all of them didn't have active fathers in their lives, but there was somebody that mentored them and helped them to become the person that they are today where they're not ripping around in the streets and getting caught up in that shit. But then I also understand the other aspect of it where it's like, okay, my mama might be on drugs and my daddy might be dead or it might be in jail and my grandma's raising me and she's sick and I just got to get it and I'm 15 and I got to work this job because like I only work a certain time of the day and I'm trying to go to school. Uh, I, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. And so you see both sides of it and it's just a tricky space to navigate, but it's like, how can we give each other more? Because we know these motherfuckers don't want us to give each other more. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> yeah. I, I think that, um, I mean, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't know if you remember, I, I used to be in the classroom for a while. I was teaching for a while in education and, I saw it from like a lot of perspectives, right? And and I'll be real, I would with some of these kids, it's FTK because they not <laughs> they not even trying, they not trying to hear nothing. Like I ran into, yeah. it was so crazy. I was out with some of my guys. It's like a month or so ago, and uh, we was just out hanging, kicking it. Dude walked by. He's like, Mister Brown, my real last name Brown, y'all. He's like, Mister Brown. I'm looking like, man, who's who are you? He like man, Montez. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Montez hey, from, I'm hey, like from my fifth grade class. He like, <laughs> yeah, like literally, like my first year teaching. I had fifth grade, and he was Damn. one of my students. Dude, 22 now, like got a baby on the way, all kind of stuff. And I'm like rapping with him. My boys was like, bro, like how you remember you like that? He was like, man, Mr. Brown always been cool. So I say that to say like it was some of them that. Like I never would have known I had an impact on my test. He he wasn't like this. Is how a classroom work? You got your percentage of kids at the top. You got your percentage at the bottom. Everybody else in between and go either way, either day. That's how it works. Right, right. And like he was, he was one of them kids that was just in the middle. He didn't stir no ruckus, but he wasn't always quiet either. But he he maintained, did what he had to do. So like I never would have thought that I had an impact on him. Right. So like. 
I got another student that he live out in LA now, right? Like, mm-hmm. and he had found me on Facebook. Used to work my nerves. Like this dude <laughs> here. Oh my god! Like I had him when I was on the north side. So that you already know what that is. Yeah. And he inboxed me. I'm like, I'm like Sean. Like what? It, I'm like bro. And I was real. I like man. I thought you would have been dead in jail by now. Cause. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front. He was one of them kids. He was, I get it, I know. Bang, I know. He was banging. He was, you know, he told me his whole story. He said, Man, my mama made me leave because I got in trouble with the police. Mm-hmm. He said, She sent me out there with my uncle. He said, I live in LA now. He said, I, I work, do this, 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 and this. He said, I don't really do too much now. He said, My uncle be on my ass. Mm-hmm. I was like, Well, that's good. Cause he had a little brother, and his little brother was good. Uh-huh. So his mom probably was like, Oh no, nah, Playboy. Yeah, <laughs> you get up out of here. Yeah, like, you know I'm about to influence this shit. You gone, bro. So, <laughs> but his mom was an enabler too, bro. And I, and I say that to just say that, like, you just never know. Like, I've probably come across three to five thousand kids over that time, and I mean mm-hmm. that by building. I don't mean that at once, but by building, and just through that time, and you just never know, like. Who's watching? Who who's getting the message right? And it's not really your job in the classroom per se to teach them about life and stuff. They worried about test scores and attendance. They don't. They like whatever with everything else. Like make right, sure your kids right. in class. Make sure they getting their test scores. Like that's it. So you don't really know. And and some kids are. I'm not gonna say not capable of learning because that's that's not true. Um, but they don't learn the way that they're being taught, and and that the way each state right. or system has set it up for them to do it so i don't i mean they they say they say reach one teach one all that but it's just too many of them out here and you know some of these parents are knuckleheads too and maybe that's by choice maybe that's by environment or or otherwise you know so um i don't know i don't have the answer i don't have the answer like yeah because i feel like you can volunteer all day you know i'm part of the 100 black men chapter st louis um a couple months ago we had one of our (laughs) Uh, one of our mentees that was in the he, he was in juvenile for some crazy stuff. He got murked two days after he got out. So, you know, like he, he was in juvie though. He was in he was he was part of the program. We we went to the juvenile you know facility and talked to the kids, and he was in there for some craziness. And I guess the people that he had got it, they he they he literally had only been out for like two days. They murked him in front of his crib, like. So, you know, like you, you can go talk, you can go say whatever. It's, it's these streets wicked. If if I could tell anybody the anything, street, and that's <laughs> what it is. It's these like, you know, wicked. I um we were talking about that today at work. Um, my coworker, we were just talking about she's uh, you know, like Mexican or whatever. Um, and we were talking about like just she was like oh you know like I only had like one teacher that I felt like that really cared the rest of them I felt like that they didn't care I said well what happens is it's literally the situation that happens in freedom writers it's like when you pass the test you're excited to get a job and they place you somewhere where you don't know you ain't never encountered people you know kids like that that might have behavioral disorders or have shit shit happening at home and they go into school just to go to school or or their parents to eat, them to eat to, <laughs> yeah. and and that's all they're thinking about i'm like so i was like but you know i was we were very fortunate 
which is why I feel still on my part of me is just like, I want to, like, I try to be so optimistic and just like, there, there can be change. Like I know it's possible. And I think about all the, the teachers that I had, I was like, Oh, I can count on one hand, the teachers that I didn't give a fuck about. They probably didn't give a fuck about me. And, but the rest of them, that's only five out of the course. Think of preschool to college. Like one of them was at Webster and I could still be his ass. He need his ass beat. But, you know, I, I really think about that's that's five, maybe less than five out of probably like I probably ha- have had like 50 teachers in my lifetime. That's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing pretty well, you know, and I'm I still keep in contact with certain teachers. And I think and those teachers were very important to me in my life and yep. becoming the person that I was and. You know, and I, I thank them all the time for that, you know, but we also like I know my situation having parents that were very, hey, we bought them grades, you bought the school. And I wasn't on that shit for real. You you know, like, you know, I'm a social butterfly. Like, I could give a fuck about geometry. <laughs> Man, but yeah, but it's, it's, it's just. I understand both sides of it. And that was a conversation that I had to have with this guy that I dated like a while ago, creating a a program. They were creating this program kind of prior to COVID, like, but then COVID hit. And so they, they shifted it and we had had a conversation about it. Uh And he was saying that they wanted to target at, at risk kids kind of in, in, I think it was Memphis, the Bay and then like kids in Newport Beach. And they were like, they they were very confused about doing that. I'm like, okay. I said, first of all, Newport Beach, Manhattan Beach area. I'm like, for the most part, everybody is wealthy. Yes, there are random places that have kids that might live in a trailer or whatever. I'm not knocking them. But I'm like, you're 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 debating between that and, and kids in Memphis. Right. I would go to I would go to Memphis. And in the in the program, it was like a, it's an online school, and it would give. It, it was kind of more set up like college, so mm-hmm. you got to pick your teachers, which we know we. I mean, you get to do that in high school for the most part, but there will be like a, a flood. Of, you get to see a mock class. So let's say, Mister Brown, you teaching. What was you teaching? Um. So I really didn't have right like. Oh, well, you know, like I ain't, ain't going to put grade, them out you, there, but. Yeah, no, no, no. Fifth grade, and I, I just had to remember fifth grade. Fifth grade, it was a cluster of shit you was learning. I, mm. I remember. I went to Montessori school. So, I mean, I live in Baltimore, and I know that you in St. Louis, and I like the way that you teach. I can sign up for your class. So, that was really dope, yeah, because then kids dope. can have teachers that relate to them and really spend time with them to get them elevated to that level. And I had to break down like literally that logic of like, Hey, I might be, I might be 15 working a job, but, and I'm, but I'm still trying to get out here and get, I want my education. So I can, I might work a nine to five or, 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 or however long. And then I come home and I got to do my homework online and I can submit it as long as it's submitted by that time frame. I, it still gives me the equal opportunity as somebody that is physically sitting in a class. Dope concept. But it's the fact that we are having to have those conversations with people that look like us that just don't understand that because they ain't grow up in the hood and they don't know what that's like. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, too. It's just like we get to certain points and we feel like we can't relate no more. 
or and out, being out of touch. And I'm not knocking anybody that did not grow up in the hood that don't understand that lifestyle, but you know it exists. Yeah, I think that, you know what, to be honest, I think some people don't or they haven't misconstrued. Like, some people do get really far disconnected. And, and like, that's a reality. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, my thoughts are all over the place. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to go get scatterbrained. But some people don't understand the reality of it. And it's, it's kind of insane, right? Like, I understand it. Like, I, I'm a county dude, but I understand the hood because that's where my cousins was at. So, <laughs> you know, like my dad, my dad from the hood, my daddy from the Peabody's. If anybody from St. Louis, they know, like, my old dude, nobody, they like, bro, your daddy from the Peabody's? Like, yeah, my old dude is from 14th and Park, dog. Like, and my mom grew up in the Central West End. So it's mm -hmm. like, <laughs> no, no, it, it, it is, it, it is very humbling. Like, my, my dad and them, I remember, like, they grew up in Pagedale and, and Elmwood, and it was like somewhere else. But I know at one point, like before they moved into the house that my, you know, that's still in our family after my grandma passed. That's where my dad is. But like this nigga was like they had an outhouse. <laughs> and then I know at one point, like I know my mom and them, they grew up like they had a big house on the north side, like off of Maffitt. And my cousin, they accidentally burnt the house down. Wow, sure. Um. Oh no, like literally, but ended up like looking for something under a bed with a candle. Mattress lights on fire. Bad. It when is it bad because my, because my cousin, my other cousin was sitting in the middle of the bed and ended up having third degree burns all over his body. Oh, so, but then that house, so all that happened in them, they ended up like my granny moved them to the Vaughn, like the projects. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my mom talks about that as being like that was the worst thing that ever happened to them having to move to the projects. So I I get it. Like I I listen to those stories. So it's just like I want to not you. We do we do want to be better versions of our parents, and I want my kids to be better versions of me when they come. Or one thirty five. I ain't really trying to. Yeah, yeah. I got whatever. You. So <laughs> I'm not big on that. Like, like I'm, I'm one of them dudes. It's like, man, I, I'm not great. When you gonna pop one out? When you gonna do, girl? Do you live your <laughs> life? So I mean, it, it's it's just, it, it's tricky because I I go home and, and like I said, my mom's still living in the hood, and I'm like, girl, what's this about? <laughs> like, yeah, girl. <laughs> I hate having to kind of move like that. Like you get so used to having to move a certain way. Like yeah, even when is. I be out of town, like I be on ten. Like <laughs> yo, I I, I, so it, it's so funny because I, when you go home, like and I, and I'm used to like I don't really go out like that anymore out here per se. Like I'll do something chill, but even my homeboy invited me. I went to the that that steakhouse that's in the, the loop now. And he hit me up to go to, like, they had, um, like, a surprise birthday for um, City. Oh, um, Prime yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, out, shout out Pretty Boy and Tony and T. Love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went there, um, and I was like, Tom, like, why are we in the basement? How the fuck did we get up out of here? Because, like, I'm thinking, but those are things that he was, and he literally was like, that's really crazy that like our mind is set up like that. We're looking for the exit. What's the, what's the, but we set in survival mode. 
Because yep. we just, we, we've been in places. I, I talk about all the time here. I have been in parties where niggas have maced the crowd. People have shot up college parties, doing shit like that. And like, mm-hmm. even outside of like us being in class together, like I probably, probably was really encountering you on a whole nother club scene where that was more sophisticated and chill where shit like that wasn't happening. But I was so yeah. conditioned to think that shit was would always pop up everywhere that we went. That's just how it was. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I, I, I hate to, I hate, I hate on condition like crazy story, like kind of full circle type deal. Um, the ballpark village shooting incident that happened here, like kind of shut down black nightlife. Like, that's when you saw like the decline in black nightlife. Mm. Um, but my homeboy, so my guy that lives in LA, he lived out in Inglewood. Uh, he's actually here right now. But um, I had went out. He was here. My girl, so my girl had literally that day, my girl had moved back to Chicago. It was a Sunday. So for you, those of you that don't know me, my girl did long distance for like a year and a half, almost two years. So um, she had just moved back to Chicago. And my homie hit me up. He's like, bro, I'm in town. Let's go to this party at a ballpark. I'm like, bro, I really ain't feeling it. Like, I'm not going to hit it today. He's like, nah, bro. He's like, everybody I talked to said they there. Man, he's like, bro. I was like, I'm not, he's like, bro, I'm going to come get you. I was like, well, if you come get me, I'll go. <laughs> for an hour. And then shots <laughs> rang out. Oh, I was like, bro. He, we got in the car. He was like, he said it to this day. He's like, bro, you sure said we shouldn't have went. Like, I, and I didn't even feel like nothing was going to happen. I just wasn't in the mood and that ooh. day. But, and that I knew be that, but, that, packed, like, but that's, okay, as a, I know that, and I don't mean to cut you off, but, you good? Alan, that's intuition. Like, you didn't you didn't know, but that's, the universe was talking to you and telling you, sit your ass at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, man, y'all, don't, y'all, y'all always say, oh, that women had that. I said, no. When y'all have vibes or uneasy and you don't want to do something, like, listen to that shit. Yeah, I showed and I was like, man, I told him. He say that to this day. Every time he'd be like, bro, he like, you said we should have stayed at home. Because I told him, I was like, bro, you can just come over here and we could drink. But you right. know, he, he, he only in town for a couple of days, so he trying to see everybody. And he like he knew that's where everybody at. He like, bro, I'm I'm gonna come get you. I'm like, bro, if you come get me, I like literally, I was like, if you come get me, I because I wasn't getting ready to drive, <laughs> and I was living downtown. <laughs> I was living Ballpark Village five minutes away. I wasn't getting ready to drive. I was like, man, I, that's how bad I didn't want to go. Yeah, that's hilarious. And 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 somebody saying they coming to pick you up will change the whole shit, the whole energy. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna step out. <laughs> I'm gonna go. All right, like, all right, let's let's roll. I just, yeah, that that's. I hate moving like that though. Like, and and they everywhere. Like, just these little cats be wilding. Like, carjacking is up everywhere. Like, yeah. robbery is up everywhere. They they still in catalytic converters. Oh, like, bro, like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn man, like. Can't have nothing out here, bro, at all. Nothing, nothing. And it's just, I can't even keep my damn catalytic converter. Shit, nigga. (laughs) I I, I see the posting and I see the shit that be happening. It's just like, it makes me, it makes me so fucking anxious. And I was like, okay, look, I gotta get off Facebook because Facebook, we the one that do the shit to you for real, low key, because everybody get more in debt. Like, Twitter is fun and you get certain stories. Instagram for real. I don't be reading people's posts. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like this picture, but then it'd be up under review. So sad cash. I was like, oh man, I missed that. But man, it it really whew, 
I changed on say, Instagram is for pictures, y'all. Pictures and video. Quit putting a whole story. Nobody reads. Instagram is for pictures and video. That's it. That's it. Don't yeah. put it nowhere else. Tell us if you're gonna if you're gonna put a video, tell us a story. Make sure we laugh. Uh and because I, I don't I don't get on Instagram to be sad. Like I had to I had to get off Instagram uh like yesterday. I was like, okay, I can't keep, click back on here. Uh after seeing the shit about uh Clarence, you know, Clarence Avon's wife, uh Jackie. So I was like, okay, I just need I need a break. And even the virtual Avalo shit, I was like, okay, I need a break. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it was just too much back to back. Yeah, it was Dolph Virgil and mm-hmm. Jackie. Like that was just man. That was yeah. That that was, the, rough. that was rough. The Dolph situation. I think I was just I I and I'm not a huge young Dolph fan. My homegirl Kendra is a a huge young Dolph fan, and I was like, it's the fact that the nigga was getting cookies for me, and I'm like. The nigga was getting cookies, like something that brought him and his mama joy, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah, I mean it. I don't know. I, I you know, there's speculation and everything, but like the 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 way the streets work, like where they catch you is where it go down. Like mm-hmm. that that's just how it go. Like and, and that's you know he wasn't even he wasn't even living in Memphis anymore. He was just there visiting. Like that, right. that's the thing for me. Like he wasn't even they they was sitting waiting. Like they, they was, let him get yeah. comfortable. Like you know, he been back for a week or two now. He probably here for the holidays. He was supposed to give away turkeys, and they just like man, I don't yep. man, yeah. But I mean, it had been attempts on his life before. You know that that's no excuse. Or yeah, because I think didn't Young Dolph get shot out here? Yeah, he got shot. He got shot in L.A. at the Lowe's Hotel, and then in yeah. 2017 they shot up his uh, tour bus. So he, I mean, he, he knew, he, he, he knew he had heavy beef out here, you know, and, but I guess he was kind of on some, I mean, he was fearless. He was rolling around his hood. Like, I mean, it yeah. is what it is. So, you know, I don't, I ain't gonna get too deep off into that. That's cause I, I'm a Dolph fan. I listen to major like two times a week. <laughs> like that's one, one of them songs I listen to in the morning. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm listening to Dolph major today. That's my cut. And I, like, I, I rock with key Glock too. So. Like I just I don't know, none I, of these rappers. I just see look, I, I go on Spotify, I listen to my R and B playlist, and then I have a, a playlist that I have for when I do a photo shoot and I listen to them songs like literally my Spotify rap twenty twenty one was pretty much that playlist. You stay in front of the camera. Who be doing your shots? Like I'll be uh I'll be looking, you like you tell me one of your joints is like a, a iPhone photo shoot. Yeah, okay, so y'all, okay. I know I that that it got very give like before we end, uh, my photo shoot car that I have that I I did a shoot last year in a car or no not last yeah last year yeah it was like an old school or something vintage uh, it was like a it was like a vintage Chevy or something like that no no yeah no nigga I was in the backseat of my old Lexus don't do me. <laughs> And I had to drop that hard L, my old Lexus. Yeah, my daddy, my daddy hit me up today about a ticket, ticket from the Lexus, and was like, Dominique, <laughs> I thought you took care of this. I said, Good morning, father. Don't call my phone with this bullshit. Don't text me with this in the morning. No, I didn't take care of that because I don't have that car no more. I have a new vehicle. So, there it is. but no, um, 
So, yeah, that was on my iPhone. I just cleaned the lens, you know, when you got all them, you know, used the front camera, cleaned it all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Them shopping up in my car. Sometimes I have really good friends that a lot, some of them, they take amazing photos. Uh, like the one where I'm in like the Fenty body suit. That's my homeboy. Shout out to Jay. He okay. took those. My homegirl, Monica, be taking my pictures. Jerry. My friend Sakia, Kendra, all of them, like we get them angles. So, right. yeah, and sometimes it like it might just be me taking taking the photos on my camera. So, you know, just saying. that's what's up. That's but what's up. you know, uh, if if Rihanna want to give me a Savage Fenty deal, I would gladly take it. I'm sassy girl. Yeah, I saw some um, of the men's gear. I think I think they got like some lace draws for men. I w- I didn't like that. Why not? I can't. I don't know. I, I'm not the dude. That, let me put this out there. I'm not the dude that like, oh, that's gay. That that just. I don't think it'll feel right on me. Like, I can't you walk know, in the house like, right. you know, like. I don't think you know until you try. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I can't come in the house like, babe. Yeah, I bought these silk boxer briefs with this lace on them for you, real quick. Like, like you gonna be like, nigga, you got on some some thigh high drawers? Like, what? Is nigga, this? I might like that. That hold on. I don't think. I think that might be a new kink of mine. I ain't never I mean, thought I'm about a, it I'm like that. Link. I'm gonna send you yeah, a send link. Yeah, send me the link to it because I'm gonna have to get. I'm like, hey, put these on. Not, not you. I, I ain't got no. Be- I don't want your girlfriend trying to come for me. <laughs> not you, my nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna send you these. That, that kind of sounds sexy. I think. I think that might be. I don't know. I yeah. I mean, y'all know I'll be into my kinks and shit. Like the the episode by the time this drops, there'll be an episode that airs with Doja and Sleepy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and one of my kinks comes up in the episode. And <laughs> oh, man. and it takes it takes uh, them by surprise. Let's just say that. So, okay. Okay. I'm gonna be on the lookout for that one for sure. We yeah, gotta we gotta it, bring you on commentary too. Yeah, because I need to clear my name for your bullshit. Uh, here we go. Here we... Look, I didn't even tell B and Rashad I was doing this tonight, so they're going to be on my head when I tell them in the morning. So, oh, my God. I didn't even tell them. We, uh, we recording Sunday. They coming over on making breakfast and shit, and we're going to oh, record here. So, yeah. See, that's the one that you should re- put up on your page. Y'all can do, set the cameras up. Y'all commune together. And have a good time. Chop it up. Yeah. yeah, that's something I want to do. I'm still my actually I take that back. Delete that. I that's that's the idea that I have <laughs> for you're gonna keep it. Yeah, I got keep you. It. I got you. We'll let you get you can have that one. You can have that one. <laughs> I, I do some uh, I do some shorts or some stories. Yeah, that's so funny. But I want to thank you for coming on. I appreciate hey, I you. I appreciate you for real, for real. Like I, I've been out of the seat for a minute just because of life. Um, you know, me and my girl gonna get words with Bay going back again. Okay. And, uh commentary, like like words with Bay like kinda got crazy, not like in any reason particular, but like people was like approaching us, like, y'all ain't gonna bring it back. I'm like, who are you? Like, we be in the galleria. People like, y'all ain't bringing y'all drink back. Like, y'all been watching. You be surprised. Huh? Okay. You be so. surprised what how people see and, and what happens. I've been stopped several times by people that watch even you know, like being featured on to hear shows and mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. sending messages and even even my hairstylist. Somebody say, You you a bae, like you're a boo. You're you're one of Greg's boos. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> Hi. <How laughs> it's nice you? to meet you. Do you go there? No? Okay. Cool. Yeah. 
So it's, it's it's interesting navigating those spaces. So that that is that is a, a great thing. So bring that shit back. Yeah, we don't get it cracking. So it'll be definitely twenty two. Um, a lot of that footage that I was telling you about is like me and her, because like I'm like my girl is outgoing professionally. I'm outgoing like this creatively yeah, and all that. Like too. so. She's like, I don't really, I don't want that stuff out there for real. And that, cause like, I would like just walk around the crib recording her and my son, like just, you know, on some cool stuff and like going to the car. And then I like make a video of her that's fired. Oh, send me that one. Nope. Nope. <laughs> in the archive. You ain't finna put this one out there cause I got you in slow motion switching across the street, pimp. Oh nah. my gosh. Nah, you gonna have to wait. We gonna have a reveal. That's funny. No, but literally put it out there because all you can do, you'll never know until you put it out there. That's, yeah, that, yeah. that is that is words of encouragement for the both of us because both of us live in our heads and it's just to be a tussle and just trying to be great. And I, 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 yeah, and I want everybody to be the best version of themselves. So Likewise, likewise. Yeah. Yes, nah. but I also appreciate you uh, for coming on you are an amazing friend. Um, you stop, stop trolling me. Uh, <laughs> uh, everybody then, gets it. Everybody Nobody's gets, exempt. Is, Nobody's exempt. Fine. Um, I didn't. I had so much craziness because of trolling folks. Anyway, you like you're almost as good at it as Lil Nas X. That's the funny thing. <laughs> like so and, and that's a whole nother level of troll so like you up there so that's that's what i'm saying like you're missing the money man i need you to make it happen money we'll figure um, it out yes but tell everybody where they can find you on social media plug your podcast everything that you're doing uh if you're you can plug your facebook but i really think that you should make the the facebook page to allow people to come on and you know. i probably do that i probably do that um, all my I get ten percent media. I got you. I got you. Now <laughs> you and Bay got to talk about that because she she actually handles a lot of that. She she does like um graphic design and stuff. But uh yeah, I am Alan I I am A L L E N E Y E. All my social media handles. Um, you can find me on Facebook right now. I have a DJ uh, Alan I page. Um, my personal page. Y'all can't get me there just yet. So we gonna have to set up a fan page. I can piss y'all off. Um, but you can catch me everywhere. Catch me on the commentary show, C-O-M-M-O-N-T-A-R-Y, commentary podcast, and uh, Words with Bay. Words with Bay. You find all those on Instagram. Um, shout out to you, Whiskey Sour. I, I I appreciate. Thank you for having me. I like you don't know. I do. We, we was having a, a cool little conversation before, so we got to finish that one up on a uh, commentary. Yeah, I mean, you know, just talking about you know relationships and shit. We all been going through it. It's been a season. A season. season. Tis. And, uh, you know, y'all, shout the fucking candles. St-Angelus.com slash candles. Um, I'm going to start posting more just, like, content on, like, the blog side of things, writing things, mm -hmm. like, kind of like a portfolio. Because, you know, apparently I'm, like, looking at me. And because I, I take great photos, I do. I'm not I'm not being arrogant about it. I do. I'm pretty good at it. Um, and also kind of working in that space of, you know, maybe trying to get an agent, commercial agent. I talked to my brother yeah. about it. Shout out yeah. to my brother Jeff in the the BMW commercial that y'all can see. Um, and he's also on um, the reboot of Walker Texas Ranger Walker on the CW. Um, but yeah, whiskey sour, like, subscribe, share. I also have another podcast with my boy Daryl called Everyone Needs an Aquarius. 
It is a monthly podcast that comes out. I cannot wait to the next episode because we have something very special for y'all because somebody wrote in and asked a question and, act, and actually it wasn't a question. They, It's a task that we have to perform and it is, I, I've been thinking about it. So yes, uh, that will be dropping soon when we get that out there and happy holidays, y'all. Y'all stay safe in these streets. Stay a fucking lurk. Get a gun uh, <laughs> to protect yourself, not to just be shooting niggas, to shoot niggas to rob them. But be on alert, y'all. Be safe. Uh, it's still COVID. Wear your mask. Uh, um, and that's all I got for y'all hoes. I'll see y'all here next week. Peace.